everybody, and welcome back to the Soda Pop Podcast. I am your host, Kaya Williams, and I'm here with two very special guests. Can you give yourself a name and intro? Ian Lepke. Hi, I'm Lacey New. Um, Ian is a choir, a choir director? What's yeah, the direct, I'm the, the director of choral activities. Here at UNA. <laughs> here at and UNA. then, um, speak your name one more time. Yeah, I'm Lacey New, Lacey. and I'm a vocal music education major, third year this year, so getting there. <laughs> we're going to talk about all things choir and voice here at UNA, but before we get started, we're all having a little bit of cotton mouth down here in the South, and we're going to have a fresh <laughs> squeeze moment and try our new drinks. Hold on, hold on, we got to do our little ASMR. Oh, we do this in front of the pole. Oh, oh, I see. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, it sounds real nice. Technically, this is not lemonade. You guys can go ahead and try it if you want. Okay. But this is the poppy strawberry lemon, and I feel like that qualifies because it's a soda still. Ooh. That is so good. That's delish. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> you do? <laughs> I like sugar, mm. and this is very not sweet. <laughs> oh, no. I love when something makes me, like, my mouth quench a little bit. <laughs> so um, I'm missing the sugar. This is a probiotic soda. It's good for you. It's good for your health. It's healthy, and it soda. tastes healthy. Soda that's good for you? I know. It's rare. Pop culture is on the bottle. This is the strawberry lemon flavor. Huh. Um, it's good for a healthy drink, you know? Yeah. For a healthy yeah. drink, it's great. But since I'm a sugar fiend and an addict who only likes to drink straight sugar syrup, um, <laughs> it's not my favorite. It says it has apple cider vinegar in it. That's like interesting. I taste that, but it's not bad. That's oh. what's happening with this, the apple, the yeah. apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It says it's good for your gut health. Um, on a scale of one to 10, what would you guys rate this? I love it. <laughs> Me personally, I would give it like honestly a nine. Like I really enjoy it. I was thirsty, so it's a 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also have dry mouth right now, but it's not my favorite. For a healthy drink, it's like high up there. Yeah, for like, sure. I've been seeing people talk about this all over TikTok. I think it's this one and another one that's like Ubi or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have not had that one, but I was like, I guess this qualifies as a lemonade today because it has lemon in it. Are they a corporate sponsor? sponsor well, of course we're not sponsored. No. no. Okay. <laughs> they need to. <laughs> I was just curious. Hello, sponsor us. But for a healthy <laughs> soda, this is actually really good. Yeah. Like if I was on a diet or something, even though I hate diet culture and the that's a whole different thing. I would do this. You know, if I had to cut out sugars, I yeah. would, I could deal with that. Um, but cause it only has four grams and not like the 20 I'm used to in this tiny thing. It's like a three. Oh. <laughs> I'll give it a four cause it actually has flavor. Yeah. I really enjoy it. What you gonna rate it? Oh, here I did. My bad. <laughs> my brain. I told you I'm chaos, but it's not bad. It's technically not a lemonade, but it's still great. Now, what songs have we been listening to add to our fresh squeeze podcast? You go first, Lazy. Oh, I go first. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have two, two like little groups that I've been listening to a lot. The first one's kind of an old one. I've been listening to a lot of Peter, Paul, and Mary. Okay. What? Which is really? kind of crazy, but I, I just love them. They're like, what time period would you even say? Like, Oh, 60s. 60s? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's kind of nice. My parents were born in the 60s, so like I feel like it's like nostalgic for me growing up. Love Peter, Paul, and Mary. They're so sweet. Also, Flip Turn, which is a little bit more recent, but they're a band that I have been listening to and loving. And I'm going to a concert of theirs in October, so or this month. Whoa. So I'm super excited. Yeah, they're great. I have a confession to make. Okay, I'm because ready. Because I do music for a living, I yeah. need a break, so I don't listen to a lot off the clock. I just don't. I oh, listen, I listen during the summer. Yeah. Uh, but I listen to stuff that my 10-year-old little girl likes to listen to. So lately, that's been the various and sundry albums of Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh, um, there we go. So what's the the album with folk, folk folklore? folklore. Fo I think folk life isn't it called Folklore? One of those. Isn't that the name of the album? Yeah. I don't listen I to Taylor Swift. Yeah. I don't either. But I think right. it's Folklore. I think that's the actual name okay. of the album. And, it, and, and we like it. She likes it. That's and, right. And I'm glad we're listening to the same music because I know those days are numbered. 
So there it is. Um, <laughs> speaking of a 10-year-old, I've been listening to my inner child and rediscovering music I loved as a kid. Um, and I've been listening to The Backyard again. Okay. Straight up. <laughs> the music for that is too good. And genuinely, like that is genuinely good music. And whoever made that show and the people who made that music did not get paid enough. Yeah. Because it goes so hard. <laughs> genuinely, I'm being so serious. Like go on Spotify, put on the Backyardigans if you watch them growing up, and you'll be surprised how many songs you know. And you'll go, oh my God. The Backyardigans. Yeah. No, yes. no. It was a show um, that had animals who were like in their backyards and they would like imagine things. Got it. Okay. Uh, animated or animated? Hold okay. on, let me pull the picture because I feel like yeah. you may or may not know. But yeah. the backyardigans, oh my god! I've been introduced to so much, so much TV as a result of yeah. of Emma. Like I didn't know the. It's a really world of good Ted show. Really, it's like Which really is, good. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you know, but yeah. oh yeah. yeah, I know. It's Pablo a the penguin. Are you kidding? Love Pablo. Okay, <laughs> we stand Pablo in this house. But the backyardigans are is a really good kid show. My niece loves them. She's four, mm-hmm. and I got her on the backyardigans, and she eats it up every time. That is so sweet. Like that, and like bubble guppies. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Bubble guppies go hard. And that's just the fact. Y'all are sleeping on kids' music. It, I can't help what slap slaps. It's just the truth. Yeah. I was about to ask if it was on Spotify or if you were like it YouTubing is. these things. I, like at first I was, but then I was like, Spotify exists. Let me look it up because I listened to this with my niece because that's what I got into like yeah. the bubble guppies again over the summer. It was on Spotify and we would go through the whole album and she would just listen to it over and over and that's over again. precious. However, it's, I'm happy that it's good because if it was something like Coco Melon, I probably would have pulled all my hair out. Oh my gosh, yeah. So... <laughs> no, for sure. No, everyone who's listening, I recently shaved my head. So it's a funny <laughs> joke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's 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 good enough that you can rip us to it and not be like, this is just kids' music. No, this is just good music. Yeah. And that's something that is timeless to me, something I can share no matter how old the age is. Cool. And that's just a fact. Okay, let's talk about this episode. Typically, when I bring on a director yeah. and students, I typically do the director first and the students second. Mm-hmm. However, since it's a small group of us, and two, I feel like choir is such a round table kind of discussion. Oh, yeah. That there's no point in me doing that. Yep. So there might be questions only you can answer, because I think that's just one. But besides that, like anyone's open to answer and feel free about it. So we're going to go more like round table discussion-y. Um, to get started, first, let's learn a little bit more about you guys. So tell me about yourself, why you're here at UNA, why you chose your major, why you chose to direct, all those fun things. Oh, uh, where do we start? I chose, okay, I'll, I'll give you the, the short, condensed version. I, w- I grew up uh, outside of Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, way up north, where every guy my age certainly played hockey, but probably also played football, soccer baseball and all the rest of it i tried all of these sports and i was terrible at all of them singularly (laughs) up until grade nine didn't have a choir in my high school or in my junior high my voice changed around grade nine uh my grade 10 choir director discovered my voice and said you should be in choir and huh really and then so i joined choir and for the first time in my life i was good at something that you could do in groups so i was hooked and it kind of saved me. I think it saved a lot of people back then, and I and I think it saves a lot of people now too. And just I caught the bug and have wanted to do it then, and have done it ever since. So that's 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 my story. No, that's the, that's a good story. Yeah. it's hard to work with people in groups. I I struggle yeah. with that all the time. It's something I'm constantly trying to improve. Is like working with others. Yeah, it's such a hard skill to have, yeah. and you have to do that in choir. Oh, it's so symbiotic, right? I yeah. mean, it's it's it depends on literally everybody every second. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Okay. So when I was a little kid, I was super duper shy, super duper stage fright, never talked to anybody. Like I was always to myself. When I was in third grade, uh, my friend decided to pull a prank on me, which actually now thinking about it, like this is crazy, but she signed me up for a talent show without letting me know. So I got called up and I didn't know what to do. And so I just started singing a little tune acapella and it actually went like kind of well. And I was like, oh, like maybe this is something I can do because I didn't have like a lot of friends. I didn't have a lot of things. I was like, maybe this can be something that I like learn how to do. And um, then middle school came around and I was like singing a little bit here and there, just kind of having fun with it. And we had to choose our little electives. And I was like, okay, I would not be good at band. I certainly would not be good at a sport. I was like, well, choir's on there. I guess I'll do it. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. Like having a group of friends for the first time, like being able to just sing with a bunch of people, absolutely adore it. So yeah. Fun fact, I also did choir for a very long time. (gasps) I did it for like three or four years until I met a choir teacher who destroyed it. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, My quick little journey in choir, I wanted to choir since forever and my family never would let me because they're like, you can sing. Um, I can sing. It's just I don't have vocal training. Of course you can. Everyone can sing. Um, so they made me do this thing at school. I went to uh, Hoover and it was called EMT, called Exploring My Talents, mm-hmm. where you did everything. And that's where I find my love for theater. Oh, and I'm wow. now a theater major. Yeah, I, I had a theater teacher who took a chance on me because I have a very bad speech impediment. Um, and now I don't, but mm. I did. Um, and so she gave me a chance to do something and it was really great. And I still wanted to do choir afterwards. So afterwards I signed up for choir. Um, and I did it and I loved it. Like being in a group symbiotically is like it's just how you said it. it's just yeah. magical, genuinely. There's, it's hard to think of another activity on the planet where everyone is doing the same thing at the same time for a greater purpose with no special equipment and no one sitting on the bench. No. Right? It's, it's, I saw this group of people, like they were, like they went to high school together and they came back together for their like um, high school teachers, like requirement of choir. They have not seen each other like 15, 20 years. And just by sight reading, they sounded so good. Like I was like genuinely like, this is why people do choir. Like it's so beautiful just to come back together to hear a chorus of people sing wonderfully. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's a connection you can't break. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you sing in a choir now? Currently, no. Oh, you oughta. I'm I'm planning on doing a musical theater uh, uh, certificate, so I will have to. Okay. That's so oh, cool. Fantastic. Oh my gosh, so, I love musical theater. That's yeah. awesome. I, I like I like it, but like I'm not a musical theater person. I'm a theater person. I and like that's gonna cause a lot of drama on and on. But we're not gonna talk about <laughs> that. We're gonna talk no, about no. choir and voice and things of that nature. Okay. Um, but like, why are you guys here at UNA? Uh, so me personally, um, I'm a first generation college student, like both of my parents, they didn't even graduate high school. And so they really knew nothing about college. And it was something that I was like, I think I want to do this. I think I want to further my education. I want to be a choir teacher. Had no idea what that looked like because nobody around me had really done it. But I did go to my choir teacher in high school and I said, how can I do this? And she helped me research colleges, helped me find different places. And I came on a tour to UNA and instantly fell in love with it. Like it just felt like home. I also toured Montevallo and I toured just a few other places, but it's affordable and great music education department. Yeah, it just, it, it felt like my place and here I am and I love it. Absolutely love it. We love that. You? I'm a first-generation college graduate, too. My my dad graduated high school, barely. My mom never did. Uh, they, they both grew up in, in a farming community. And both of them were, you know, came from relatively musical families. My mom more so. My mom sang with her younger sister and her older sister, about two years apart on both sides, as a trio for years and years and years, but never got the chance to do music at... at, at uh, 
at a level, I think, you know, befitting what she could do. So what she did when I was five years old, she bought a piano and they, and they put it in our living room. And my mom and I took piano lessons at the same time. And my mom took piano lessons to stay a grade ahead of me so that she could help me and teach me for as long as she could. That's so sweet. You know, I mean, and my mom does not really read music. She would not call herself a musician, but she was my first music teacher. I would not be doing what I'm doing today if it had not been her. I'm just really, really grateful. That is so, so sweet. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, well, I, since we're all first-gen college students here, I am too, yeah. actually. Oh I gosh. just found that out recently because huh. my mom had got her GED, and then my dad never went to a four-year college. She only went to a two-year mm. um, college, community college. So technically, I'm a first-year-gen uh, student yeah. and that's so weird I, yeah. that's so weird I, I didn't know it was that common oh, oh my look god at us. Look, who okay. are we i know right okay <laughs> so that's super fun um so um what choir are you a part of oh yeah i'm a part of two choirs here i'm a part of chamber choir and collegiate singers okay and then what are those choirs uh collegiate singers is our unadditioned chorus that anybody can sing in uh conducted by my great wonderful colleague Rebecca Rockhill and her collaborative pianist partner is uh, Karen Cantrell. Uh, then we also have our chamber choir, uh, which is a little bit more select, and that's about 27, 28 students. Uh, and we also have a small group that recently got a voice or, or a name change. Mm -hmm. They used to be called the Vocal Jazz Ensemble, but we wanted a name change that more described us because you know maybe maybe a quarter of what we did was actually jazz. So we are now called Una Voce. And una voce, of course, is, is either Latin or Spanish for one voice, but it's also a clever pun on UNA voice. So that's why we chose the name. I love that. Those yeah. are all the choirs we have here? Those are all the choirs. Oh, and of course, we have our Ascending Voices that meets every Monday nights. I think I have that right. They've been meeting Monday. Is it Tuesday? Those okay. are, that's so. the alumni choir, correct? Uh, that, that is our uh, gospel choir okay. that meets on, I think, yeah, it is Tuesday nights at six o'clock, uh, led by Eric Kirkman who is the principal at Kilby School yes. over here. So th those are our, the four choirs on campus. We yeah. love that. Yeah. There's a lot of choirs for people to come here and try everything new. Yeah. Um, and that's what I really like. There's so there's You don't have to be perfect to be in a choir. Well, you, sh you shouldn't be. But a lot of people uh, think, like I know a lot of people think that you have to be perfect to be in choir, which no, is a terrible yeah. thing. Yeah, collegiate singers actually. Um, so that's one of the ensembles that I'm in. And the whole thing there is there's no audition. There's nothing. You literally just sign up. It's three times a week for like 50 minutes. But there are people in there, they have never looked at a piece of music before. They are not in an arts major at all. Like there are nursing majors. There's like like STEM majors as a whole. Like there are there's everybody in there who wants to be in there. And it's great. I'm a big believer that everybody can sing. For Even sure. if you think you can't sing, you can sing. Yeah. So if you join up for something like Collegiate Singers... Uh, you know, we, we put you in between a couple of people who've had a little bit more experience and before <laughs> long you're doing it, you know, every bit as well as they are. And, and we have fun and we make great music and yeah, we love it. Okay. Question I have is yeah. about how, like, how do people choose pieces for like choirs? Oh, that's a good question. It's how do we choose pieces? Usually for a concert, I find one or two things that I've been wanting to do for a long time that have really grabbed me, like that I've heard at a conference or another choir sing. And then I start finding pieces that will go around it. And before long, I have a theme, right? Um, yeah, it's just usually what, what grabs me in the moment. I almost never choose a piece based on just a recording. I want to hear a choir live sing it, Yeah. right? 
um, just just to know how how convincing it is and how real it is, and that's that's that that's usually that's usually high on the list of why I choose something, okay. and and that can be you know something uh, soft and lyrical or some barn burner piece that's crazy, like the one <laughs> re- the last the one that we finished in Chamber Choir yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, before we continue with our magical questions, as everyone who's been listening to this podcast knows, I'm a hater at heart. Okay, I <laughs> love to hate. It's just it's something that feels good about to wake up in the morning and go. I do not like that. You know. <laughs> Um, the sun, the sun is not shining when I wake up, it's cloudy and I love it. So I have to be flat as you know, this is a soda pop podcast. Everything's based off a pun and you know, you hate flat sodas. Who wants a flat soda? So let's Mm -hmm. be honest about a true elephant in the room. And this edition will be choir slash music. And I will go first. You don't need to start that acapella group. Put it down. Walk away. You are not pentatonics. Oh my God. I, (laughs) I understand. It sounds nice. It sounds magical. You do not sound like that. You are never going to be pitch perfect. You are never going to be Rebel Wilson. You're never going to be any of these things. Just stop. I understand. Go watch a professional do it. Go on YouTube. Type up pentatonics. Go watch Pitch Perfect again. Just stop with the acapella choirs. <laughs> God. Oh. I just had to get that off my chest really fast. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel? I feel great. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, good. I have a question for you. Yes. Have you heard ours? No. You should hear ours. I think you should, too. I, I will listen. <laughs> But I cannot promise. I cannot promise I will love, but I can listen. Oh, so I will say fully, and I'm not I'm not a part of this, like I'm not a part of this group. And I don't I think it's okay for me to say this, but it's personally my favorite group on campus. And I I mean, kind of like you, like I understand like a cappella can be a lot sometimes, but when I hear vocal jazz, it's like immediately everybody's sucked in. And I'm not just saying that because like I, I'm in the music department. Like it is genuinely the most like moving ensemble I think that we have. It's incredible. Oh. I think you'd really enjoy it. Also, side note, bring mm-hmm. back quartets. I say that as I say, mm-hmm. I as I talk about acapella choirs, bring back quartets because mm-hmm. they are so good. I've been mm-hmm. sucked in on a like a, a thing on YouTube where it's just like the like the like annual acapella competitions. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. The problem with is that like a lot of the like, like pentatonics is five people, right? Yeah. yeah. Or other so-called vocal jazz groups, like the real group is five mm-hmm. or. Um, Rioton, the one from from Finland that we sing so much music yeah. of. There's six people. The problem is, is that you want an ensemble in your school that's larger than four or five or six people, right? Yes. Una Voce is, is 14 people right now. Yeah. So even when we do a piece by one of those, we have to adjust it so that it works for 14 people, even though it might have originally only worked for five. And that's hard, Yeah. right? Getting that many people to be in tune and to be in sync takes a long, long time to do it right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because there... I don't need to tell you. There's lots of ways of doing something wrong. Oh, 100%. Right? And there's there's many, many fewer ways of doing it right. But uh, that's one of the reasons that we did this name change. Because I just wanted to find, I wanted the, the name of the group to be representative of what we do. And that's really good music for a small ensemble. That doesn't have to be the pop acapella stuff necessarily. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll do that stuff from time to time anyway. But uh, we do a lot of other things too. Yeah, just saying. I'm so intrigued because you're talking about how much you love like barbershop quartets yeah. and things like but that. It's it's how they take songs. Like my thing is like not every song deserves uh-huh. to be acapella. You yeah, know, right. it's it's <laughs> the way they take just random pop things and go. I can do this with a group of twenty people. Yeah, who've never done it for more than five minutes, right. and then you sound awful. <laughs> like you're not truly appreciating the love because people who do barbershop quartets actually genuinely put in the time and the effort and the care that it mm-hmm. needs. Versus the people who are like, let's start an acapella group. We got 20 people. We can do this. You'll do the do-do-do's and I'll do the ta-ta-ta's. And I'm sorry, Grayson. And it's just like everything else. Grayson's our editor. Um, yeah. I was about to say, it kind of sounds like 
I, I'm just analyzing a little yeah. bit. It sounds like the thing that you don't like is when like people are trying to be instruments, which I think kind of defeats mm. the purpose a lot of the times yes. of an acapella group. That, what do you think? That you can do it if it's done carefully and well. There's some things that just don't translate into voices. Yes. I think what's way more fun is if you take the catchy pop tune and you write something completely new with it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, back up. This would have been 10, 12, 14 years ago. You remember the oh, song wow. by Coldplay, Vida La Viva? Yes. Yeah. I wish to rule the world. Like the, yeah. that snappy thing. There was a a a remake of this done mm-hmm. uh, seven, eight years ago that turned it into a slow-moving, almost a motet. Yeah. With uh, multi-layered voices, completely something else but meant for voices and it completely transforms the piece yeah. and that's what's interesting to me is when you make something really about voices rather than necessarily trying to imitate note for note sound for sound what you've heard yes. on the radio right yeah. so i'm i'm itching to hear you hear this and you hear this because mm-hmm. it's it it's really sensitive to the text as well, which is, of course, the point. We can listen to it after that's, this. Okay. Perfectly okay. fine by me. Yeah, that's okay. exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I do feel like when you kind of eliminate, um, like when you just have voices there, like you really focus on what the text says. I know, and I think it's okay for me to say this, that y'all are doing Best Part by Daniel Caesar yep. right now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is going to be amazing because those words are like honestly really They are rich. very They're, powerful. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So imagining that, like just being amplified by so many voices, I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's... It's hard doing that well, you know, but, but I've got students who are just all in, you know, they, what, what, and especially what's, what's so fun and what's so rewarding is taking the hands off and watching the power vacuum get filled, right? And then watching people take over and become leaders and lead the thing on their own in a way that I didn't even need to be there. That's, that's the most rewarding thing I do in my job is, is making a place for, for student leaders to find themselves. We love that. Yeah. What is something y'all have to be honest about when it comes to choir and things of that nature? <laughs> you go first. <laughs> um, is it about music in general? It can be about music, it can be about choir, it can be about anything. I was actually, I was having a conversation about this last night. I think that something that's just good to get off the chest, I think that people, um, people as a whole, uh, it's really hard to find people who understand what you're doing as a music major. And it's so easy to find people who underestimate the major as a whole. And they're like, oh, like you're just in college, like sing your little songs, which in some level is true. I do want to sing my little songs, but there's just so much that goes into it. And it is a lot of hard work. Like, I don't think there's been a semester here that I've taken less than 19 hours because music ed is like a double major. And so like having to like take that big course load, but also having people like not take you seriously because you're a music major, like that's kind of hard. No, that's like a lot of the um, majors within the arts. They're like, just you're just drawing your little yeah. drawing. How mm. could rehearsal be so tiring? Like you've got to realize every single day after school, I'm here from six to 10, yes. literally at a mandatory mm-hmm. rehearsal. I do not get to go home till 10 mm-hmm. o'clock. Mm-hmm. Your day stops at four. My day does not stop till 11. Ever, honestly, like, ever. I have a 9 a.m. class, so I'm here to nine to 11. I have to remember to eat, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. I was talking about this last night. I actually had a friend come here and he is like Mm. so not in the music world. And he was walking around. He saw people practicing in the practice rooms. It was like, what, 10? And he was like, wow, like what are people doing here? And I was like, 
there are people always here. Like we have to practice, like we have our classes and then we have practice for those classes outside that we have to do for hours out of the day. We may not be sitting there like physically studying a book, but we're putting in the same amount of hours as a medical student who's sitting there and learning all of the medical mm-hmm. terminology and learning how to dissect a heart and things of that nature. Yeah. I guess, I don't know, I'm not a medical student. And we're doing that while also being like underestimated by our peers, like yes. being put down by our peers. Like that's something that's not really talked about a lot. And a rehearsal is the most dynamic form of learning on the planet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because if you're if you're lecturing to me in like a lecture, you you have no idea what's going on between my two ears. Mm-hmm. Right, like because you're just talking, but in a rehearsal, it's hey, try this. Then they do it. That was good, but try that. And that that back, back and forth, forth. that dynamism, yeah. is you learn you learn really really quick if what you're saying as somebody who's in charge is having any kind of effect. Yeah, it's and it's tough to get to to do that and to do that well is way harder than just talking at people for fifty minutes. Yes, way harder. Absolutely. Um, and that was another thing I was saying, like, I feel like in a lot of classes, like you can kind of eat, like you can like really prioritize, you know, you mm-hmm. can just like sit there and be listening, but you can be like doing other stuff really. But in music class, like you're having to be a hundred percent, you're having to be like really in tune all of the time. Like you don't get to just like a hundred, a hundred percent. Cause people are like, Oh, you can just do your, rehe- your homework at rehearsal. I might be able to do nope. it for like 10 minutes. No. I might get 10 <laughs> minutes of homework done if I'm lucky, if I'm not in the scene or I'm not important to this thing. If I've done, if I've had a good choir rehearsal, it means I'm exhausted at the end of it and my students are too. Oh yeah. Because yeah. they've worked their butts off. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What's something you need to be honest about? What's something I need to be honest about? God. <laughs> Lacey, what's something I need to be honest about? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I'm, I'm a pretty honest guy. Um, uh, you may not have one. That's fine. I don't think I do. That's fine. You I know, like that. You know, life life is good. Um, okay, what's something I need to be honest about? You get exactly out of something as you put into it. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like if you if you want to be good at something, if you want to have success, it requires, like we've been talking about, putting in the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and just about every single one of my students gets that. Mm-hmm. Right? And if they don't, they don't last. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's just absolutely. as simple as that. No, I hate when people are like, oh, it's not that hard. And like they'll they'll learn the fundamentals, yeah. but they won't apply them, if that makes any sense. Yeah. They wanted just to skip it. Like, oh, I know that you have to hold it this way. I know you have to do it that way. Why doesn't it sound great? You have to apply those. You have to do yeah. what you're saying. That's exactly right. You know, it's not just yeah. going to magically snap for you. Yeah. We got to get you back into choir. I will. I. I'll tell you why I okay. dropped out of choir. Um, I had a choir teacher. We do not speak her name because it's like speaking the name of the devil. He <laughs> shall appear. Um, but she, like I have a, like I'm an alto. I've always been an alto. Even though I talk really high, I sing very low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one thing about me is I always put things higher in my head than they were. And that's one thing she told me. Yeah, mm. You never tell me how to fix these things. Mm. You would sit here and berate me in front of other students and say that I couldn't sing as soon as I would leave a room or like, she's the one who's off key. She's the one who's pitchy. She's the one who's this. Just tell me that as a as a director. Like, I, would I want absolutely to absolutely tell you that. Like if it's something that you don't want to address in front of everybody, just pull me aside. Mm-hmm. Don't address the whole room as soon as I walk out, where mm-hmm. I don't show up one day. When you've been late every single day the whole year, the one time I don't come, it's when the end of the world. You know. Hey, I have had students in my choirs who have had difficulty matching pitch. That is one hundred percent fine, and choir is a great place to learn how to do that. Yeah. So for the first month, I I tell a student like that, hey, for starters, this is a learnable skill. Yeah. It, it's called audiation, mm-hmm. right? Learning how to hear a sound in your head before you sing it. So for the first month, sit between these two people and listen twice as loud as you sing. Yeah. Just keep listening and you're going to get it. 
So yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that you had a teacher like that. It's, that sucks. Like, it's, it's something I'm trying to come over now and something I really want to get back to is music. Yeah. And oh, I feel like, I feel like I, it's something I miss. I genuinely like you being acquired. You owe that to yourself. You so, gotta do absolutely. it. Like yeah. I said, I plan to. Yeah. I have a meeting with my advisor to okay. get started on that okay. whole process of getting a musical theater certificate and all the fun things. And okay. I will say that is so opposite than the environment here. Yeah. And I'm yeah. so sorry you experienced that because that's honestly opposite to the whole fundamental of what choir is about. Like, exactly. That's crazy. It's terrible. It was a terrible environment and it made me sad because I really like doing it and it was something I was thinking about continuing but it's just like I needed that moment to myself oh, you know yeah, that that divides that divides the world into the haves and the have nots yeah. and that's not what choir is about no. yes well, not at even least not that's bit. not what my choir is about uh-uh. yeah. okay well that yeah. actually is a great question because I was at my next question for you guys is how does choir here differ from other choirs that you've been into oh gosh I gotta think about it Honestly, um, I have been very, very lucky in the sense that I haven't really been a part of choir where I felt just the environment was negative. Like I have always grown and made amazing friends and amazing relationships, even with the person directing the choir, because it's such it's such a group class. Um, so I've, I've been very, very lucky. And I think that that has just really it's been the same way here at UNA where it just feels like a positive environment. I feel like I can walk in and for an hour and a half or 50 minutes a day, all of my troubles do not matter because I am singing with all these people who I know love me. And it's one of those things that we all have the same goal. We all want the best thing for the choir. It's not something where it's like, oh, y'all messed up. It's this person's fault. And right. like, it's just not that. Everybody's like, oh, we have this one goal and we're going to work to get there. And it, there's also not many environments where everybody is putting in 110% all together in the same room. Like it is something so beautiful to witness. And then you also really get to hear like what you've been working towards, like at the end of it, at a concert or whatever. So, yeah, I love it. My students keep me coming back day after day. I got to tell you, it's and I tell them this, like, let's say I have an eight hour day. I mean, most days are more than that, like more like 10 or 12. And I, and I tell them, look. I will happily go blind on paperwork for seven of those hours. If one of those hours I get to make music with you, that's the trade-off because my students are with me. They will follow me to the ends of the earth. I never have to like, no, I think never would describe this ever have to deal with that entitled. I'm incapable of learning because I already know everything thing, right? I don't ever have to deal with that. And, and I, I think I have colleagues at other schools who might, but that's just not the atmosphere that, that has been created or that we create here at UNA. It's, it's my, my students are amazing. They, they, they work hard. They're, they're far from perfect, but that's why we're in school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a place to learn. Right. Um, what has been some of your favorite events that have happened here so far? Like choir events and things. Oh gosh. Let me think about that one. Um, honestly, I love, uh, we do honor choir every single year and it's where high schoolers and middle schoolers come and like we put together a set and like pretty much like a, a day, right? Like we just put it all together and we have yep. a concert that night. And it's honestly, it's a lot. Like it's pretty stressful just trying to organize everything. But the reason I love it is because it reminds me why I started doing it. Like you can just see like in these like little kids eyes, like you can see them being like, oh, I love music and this is what I want to do. And it's so inspiring because sometimes like just being a music major, being in the brunt of all of it, you're sitting and you're like, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to keep going? Like, I have so many classes. I'm so stressed. And just seeing like a, seeing a teenager just be like, oh, yeah, like I want to do this for my life. It reminds me of why I'm doing it in a way. And it's really inspiring. I, I absolutely love it. I have too many great 
concerts and moments to count. I've worked here for 21 years, if you can believe That's that. That's crazy. Oh, wow. I know, it's a long, long time. <laughs> uh, what's the... And, and, and every concert is new and every concert is, is exciting in its yeah. own way. Let me tell you about one that really sticks out, though. Mm-hmm. It was a concert called Carry Me Home. And it was the first concert that we did for a live audience after the pandemic. And it was at a, a church just a few blocks up the road. And we did a piece of music that was honestly pretty new. Long story short, it was written in 1921 by Nathaniel Dett. And it is considered to be the first important African-American symphonic choral work. This piece was lost. The parts of it, at least, were lost for 100 years. Jason Max Ferdinand of Oakwood University reconstructed the orchestration for it. And we got to be one of the first people to perform this work after 100 years and bring this thing to life. And it's the theme of, of the piece, uh, and the thing it's built upon, is, is that, that old great African-American spiritual swing low sweet chariot. Yes. It, it wends its way through these 15 minutes. And just the thrill of, of bringing this thing to life with real people and real instrumentalists after all, all of those months of not being able to be in front of an audience and share what we do, I'll never forget it. It was, yeah, I get chill bumps just thinking about it. It's no, that's that's yeah. weird. That's yeah. very good reason, like genuinely. <laughs> um, my last question I have for you guys today is, uh, what are any upcoming events that you guys have happening in choir? <laughs> I'm making you ask these first. Well, I'll start. Uh, we've got our fall choral showcase that's coming up two weeks Tuesday on the 24th. It'll be on October Norton Stage. October 24th. October 24th, 7:30 p.m. Five bucks for students to get in. Uh, and it will feature all three of our choirs, our yeah. collegiate singers, our chamber choir, and our vocal ensemble. And I believe, is it on campus groups? It's They're all on if campus If they're on groups. campus groups, you get yeah. one free ticket as well for there students. There you go. There you go. So you don't have to get, pay the five dollars if you just register on campus groups. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we call it the showcase because it showcases the best of who we are with ensembles from small to large. You are, you're bound to hear something that you like on it. You'll probably like most of it. You may even like all of it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so good. I'm yeah. really excited. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that's the main thing we're prepping for yeah. um, on Sunday. Yeah. We have. Oh, yeah. Okay. So even, you want to tell them about Sunday? I'll let you tell them about Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> we're all, we, and we do this all the time. We partner with the other musical groups in the department. Uh, the symphony is doing an all Shakespeare concert. Shoal Symphony, by the, the way. Shoal Symphony at UNA is doing an all Shakespeare concert this Sunday at 3 p.m. Uh, this will not be out by the time you've seen it, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Okay. Oh, yes. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the uh, <laughs> our, our, our singing of Mendelssohn's A Midsummer Night's Dream because our sopranos and altos are, are singing with the orchestra. So we hope you enjoyed it. Yes, I hope it was great and wonderful. <laughs> Better yet, it was great and wonderful. It was. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. It was. 10 out of 10, y'all yeah. were wonderful. I well, we appreciate that. Um, before we go, I have yeah. to do a fizzle down feel good. So what's one good thing that's happened to you this week? It can be very simple as a good parking spot. Starbucks at your order, right? Anything. We have this beast of a song that we're working at in chamber choir, and we ran it from edge to end yesterday. Yeah. And it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. excited that's about That's my it. thing. Um, this week, ha- oh, so I feel like last week was kind of crazy. Like there was just everything going on. And this week I was able to just like really get my word, really just like calm down and just like, I, I feel more centered this week. It's been really, really great. 
That's good. Um, yeah. For me this week, um, honestly, talking with you guys has been really fun. Oh, thank you. Um, but I also shaved my head this week, and it was something that I've been dying to do for like over five years. I've talked to a therapist about it before people ask. I'm mm. not having mental breakdown. My therapist, <laughs> very much so for like, I've known him for about four years, as long as I've known him. He goes, every time he sees me here, he goes, you still have hair? Mm. <laughs> you should save, shave that, you know, It'll make you feel better. And it does. I genuinely feel so good. And uh, it's been yeah. just very relaxing. You look yeah. great. You do. They have you. one of those faces that's just like perfect. Thank uh. you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, come see them October 24th at yeah. their showcase. Yeah. Um, it will be so much fun. And then two days later, we're having a karaoke, which is um, Halloween karaoke. Sweet. That's so fun. Yes, you guys should come. I went last year. It oh, was great. It was Wasn't so it fun? fun? Yes. We do a costume contest that's going to be hosted by the Fast Association, which is the episode coming up after this, I think. So you mm-hmm. should go watch that because Aaron's so much fun. She's, they're going to come and host it again. They're going to come judge it again. It's going to be so much fun. Come sing. Come be in a costume. You got to come see what mine is because I don't want to tell you now because then you won't come. Sweet. So until then, oh, you can follow these guys at UNA Choir on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, that's UNA us. UNA Choirs. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for having us Thank on. You oh Thank you. Thank you. It's been so much fun. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you guys will come back and talk to me more. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Until <laughs> next time, guys, I will see you later and you will see them on the 24th. Bye. 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 <laughs>